Hi, I'm Dylan and I was raised white. But when I was 18, I found out I'm actually mixed race and no one was more shocked than me. Or maybe I was the only one who was shocked. I don't know. But I do know that racism is alive and well, and this is something I've experienced throughout my adult life from both sides. White people think I'm not white enough, and black people think I'm not black enough. I just can't win. Anyway, since finding out about my background, I've spent a lot of time figuring out who I am and what it means to be a person of color. I was just someone who thought he was nicely tanned or a bit exotic. How am I supposed to fully embrace my blackness, having never experienced that culture or upbringing? Am I a fraud? How do I properly acknowledge this side of me? Well, by embracing who I am and learning the history of the men and women who came before me. But so much of this past has been whitewashed and erased from the books, so there's a lot I have yet to learn. Now I know y'all also need to learn some history and facts in light of what is happening in the world, and this is not the time for some white person to educate you, so I invite you to learn along with me, and hopefully that will be a little bit less awkward. Each week, I'll tackle a topic, an event, a documentary, a person, so you can get some insight on the history of slavery, emancipation, confederacy, and this whole fight that has been happening for over 400 years. Pull up a chair, put your feet up, learn about racism with and from someone who was never Black enough. Episode 1, Juneteenth. Guys, what a time to start this POC education journey with you than on the 155th anniversary of Juneteenth. Now, I first need to add a disclaimer here, as it seems Donald Trump was recently quoted as saying in a Wall Street Journal interview that he made Juneteenth famous, and we just need to abruptly shut that down. That's complete ignorance. He did not, and he cannot, make something famous that has been celebrated for well over a century. But... If I need to remind you, this is a man who scheduled a Trump rally on Juneteenth in Tulsa, where the Tulsa race massacre occurred in 1921. That will be a different episode. This rally also requires attendees to sign a waiver that Donald Trump will not be held responsible if they get COVID-19. Yeah. So back to Juneteenth. What is it? In short, this marks the day slavery officially ended in the USA in 1865, when the final remaining slaves were actually freed. I know, I know, you're thinking, but the Emancipation Proclamation was signed in 1863. What took so long? And you're white. I mean, you're right. What took so long? Well, let's break it down for a second. We all know there was a civil war in America. And P.S., the Confederates lost even though some ignorant people are still trying to deny that fact today. Also, the Confederacy was an unrecognized republic of seven rebellious states and lasted four years. And yes, I said unrecognized because it was never diplomatically recognized by the actual government. Anyways, this war was between the North and the South and was kind of dragged out by Robert E. Lee until he finally surrendered on April 9, 1865. Sadly, President Lincoln was assassinated just six days later. Now back then, there was no Twitter, no Facebook, no viral videos to share information quickly, so news really took its time to get around. And many leaders and plantation owners made sure of that because it took over two years for this info to get to the corners of the Deep South, specifically Texas. But don't worry, Texas made up for it by becoming the first state to declare Juneteenth a state holiday in 1980. 
Now, there are many different viewpoints on why the news took so long to reach the South. Some rumors have it that a messenger who was delivering the news was murdered. It's also probably no surprise that, since these seven states were being babies and having a tantrum against the government, that they didn't actually acknowledge the abolishment of slavery because they'd unofficially left the United States of America. Many people believe that plantation owners purposefully withheld this news to maximize their crops and their labor force. So, on June 19, 1865, Major General Gordon Granger, along with nearly 2,000 federal troops, marched into Galveston, Texas to take control of the state and ensure freedom for the last remaining slaves in the area. Because those slaves had no idea. Some of these people were still held in slavery, even though it had been abolished two and a half years earlier. Dang, Confederacy. Talk about denial. Major General Granger read, The people of Texas are informed that, in accordance with a proclamation from the Executive of the United States, all slaves are free. Naturally, the newly freed African Americans rejoiced by praying, dancing, gathering for community feasts, and this soon became an unofficial celebration each year. One former slave recalls this day by saying, We was all walking on golden clouds. Everybody went wild. We was free. Just like that, we was free. Now, those celebrations have occurred each year since, primarily by African-American communities, and it's currently recognized as an official state holiday or observance by 47 of the 50 U.S. states and the District of Columbia. Hey, Hawaii, North Dakota, uh, South Dakota? Yeah, we're waiting. Fun fact, in 1872, some former slaves raised over $800 and bought 10 acres of land for Juneteenth activities. This area was named Emancipation Park and is the oldest public park in the state of Texas. Now, it should be no surprise that in the subsequent years, the former Confederate states did not recognize Juneteenth as a holiday. I mean, geez, it took Texas 115 years to do so, and today their government offices still do not close. Therefore, this piece of history is often left out of the history books in America, and many Americans just don't know about it. I was one of those people. I legit had never heard of this until a few years back, and that is not okay. It also has nothing to do with Donald Trump. But you know what? The whitewashing and erasure of black history can be a topic of a future episode. White supremacy was obviously not eradicated overnight, as we can see from our own society today and all the following decades since the Emancipation Proclamation. It has continued to be a constant fight for black rights. After the Civil War ended, there were three amendments introduced to the U.S. Constitution, like the 15th Amendment, which gave all men the right to vote regardless of race. This was adopted into the U.S. Constitution in 1870, and even so, there were many discriminatory practices used against blacks to deter them from exercising their right to vote, especially in the South. You see, after Lincoln's assassination, the task of reconstructing the Union fell to his successor, Andrew Johnson, who showed a lot of leniency towards white Southerners. Under Johnson's reconstruction policies, nearly all the southern states would enact very strict laws, also known as black codes, which completely restricted black citizens and denied them their rights. Under black codes, which later became the so-called Jim Crow laws, many states required blacks to sign yearly labor contracts. If they refused, they risked being arrested, fined, or forced into unpaid labor, which is just another word for slavery. Some states only allowed blacks to work as farmers or servants, or else they otherwise had to pay penalties or extra taxes. 
These tactics remained firmly in place for almost a century and were not finally abolished until the Civil Rights Act passed in 1964. And it wasn't until the Voting Rights Act of 1965 that legal barriers were outlawed to end the denial of African Americans their right to vote under the 15th Amendment. Ridiculous. There was also the 14th Amendment, which made former slaves citizens. This was ratified in 1868 and granted citizenship to all people who were born or naturalized in the United States. This also included former slaves, and it guaranteed all citizens equal protection of the laws. And of course, I used air quotes on those last five words. There was also the 13th Amendment. This was ratified in 1865 and officially abolished slavery in the United States. The 13th Amendment states, Neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as a punishment for crime whereof the party shall have been duly convicted, shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. Now this leads us to our next episode, dropping fresh on your ears next Friday, where we'll be discussing Ava DuVernay's poignant, award-winning documentary, 13th. Now, maybe your jaw is still dropped from learning about black codes of the 1860s or Jim Crow laws that lasted well into your or your parents' lifetimes, but just wait until I tell you about the stunts they pulled to legally enslave the very people they had just set free. This is a must-watch, so you're being forewarned. You have seven days to do this assignment and meet me at the same place next week. But until then, please reach out to your black and brown friends today. Give them virtual hugs and some good social distance vibes. Make sure you raise a glass to the people who never got to live to celebrate Juneteenth. And most importantly, make sure when you go out into the world that you stay kind and listen.